does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. So just about an hour ago, maybe a little more than that, but on ESPN.com, the story was released by the New York Times bestselling author, Seth Wickersham, who writes, of course, for ESPN.com, who spent extensive time with Andrew Luck. He joins us now. Mark was Johnny on the spot in getting him. So, Seth, uh, first and foremost, thanks so much for your time this morning. And let's get right to it. Uh, when exactly was the time period and how much time, I guess, did you spend around Andrew Luck to be able to come up with this very comprehensive piece? Hey, thanks, guys. Um, you know, I visited him a lot of times. Uh, we spoke late last year for the first time, February, May, uh, July, and September. So those are the times that I that I saw him. And you you wrote him a letter after his retirement, just kind of saying, yeah, "Hey, you know, if you ever want to do a tell all, here I am." Well, I mean, it was just so obvious that when he retired, um, there was going to be a lot of ripple effects from that decision. And um, you know, any driven person knows that you just don't walk away from something like that. You um, it's something that you have to process and that it stays with you. And, you know, you built yourself to be a certain type of person. And, you know, now that person is gone and you mourn its loss. And you have to figure out what's next. And um, those are the themes I wanted to explore with him. <clears throat> and he wrote me back a very polite email saying like, hey, I'd love to talk, but, you know, might be two months, might be two years. I'm not quite sure when. Um, and we just kind of stayed in touch periodically over the years. Seth, I'm going to do like a book report, and then I'm going to have you grade it, okay? Okay. Um, the overall gist, and I want people to read the article by all means, okay? Because there's a lot of great stuff in there, including, you know, like excursions with them and all kinds Tremendous of stuff. Tremendous detail. Um, but the overall gist that I took from it, and we were on the air, so I'm kind of skimming it, right? Was that Andrew Luck loved the game of football and loved what it afforded him, but Andrew Luck found within him a resentment about football because in his opinion to be the best player that he could be he had to be all in and he started to resent the fact that football was forcing him to be all in in football which was depriving him being Andrew Luck in other areas of his life well kind of I think that it was more he didn't like who he was as that guy I think that like you know, we, we think about Andrew Luck, remember, you know, he was the guy who could have done anything coming out of Stanford. He could have been, you know, an engineer, an architect, a scientist, whatever it might be. And yet he chose to, you know, devote his talents to football when, in fact, he was a very limited guy. He was a junkie. He, he took that incredibly seriously. And I think he was under so much pressure taking over for Peyton Manning that, you know, he developed a a way of living, a survival mechanism that was pretty ruthless. And it was ruthless, you know, not only towards the outside world where he would, um, you know, sometimes if people were visiting his apartment during the season, he would disappear, go get ready for bed and come out in his boxers and just say goodnight and turn off the lights, telling everyone, you know, that's, that's essentially how he was telling everyone it was time to go. And, um, 
even his his longtime girlfriend at the time felt like a silo in a siloed life. Like he just kind of made decisions for her because, as as he told me, you know, when you are a quarterback, you know, you, you simply have to sort of believe believe certain things, and it's not really the most healthy way to live and it seeps into other areas of your, of your life. And I think that when he got hurt, all of those things that he had, you know, hardwired himself to be really almost got put into a blender and started spinning faster to the point where he really didn't like who he was um, as a football player. Again, Seth Wickersham is with us right now on the Payless Lickers hotline. Seth's latest, again, really the gold standard for in-depth writing uh, ESPN.com, Andrew Luck reveals why he walked away from the NFL. First on-the-record quotes we have from Luck throughout the last couple of years. Um, again, just scanning this, Seth, but I think fans, one of the biggest issues or, you know, just kind of disagreements with Luck is the timing of the retirement, two weeks before the start yeah. of that 2019 season, and it sounded like Andrew Luck has a lot of regret over that. I think that he wishes, if he could go back, I think that he wishes he had retired right after that 2018 season. Um, you know, they had he had come back, he had played terrific, won a playoff game, and um, I think that he wishes he had just walked away then. He had accomplished everything that he wanted to do. He had come back from the shoulder injury, which derailed his career, and played at a high level, um, and his foot was bothering him. But he kind of, again, went back to this path of – um, you know, who he was as an injured quarterback and not liking who that was. And it was a slow reversion, but he was doing it nonetheless. And um, fast forward years later, he's speaking to a high school football team in Colorado and he asked questions, you know, for questions. And the first question he gets is, uh, you know, a little kid who asked him like, well, what's the biggest regret of your career? And he's like, kind of like, you know, cussing in his head. He's like, you know, I wanted a softball. You got to ask me this right off the bat. But he did. He tells this high school team something he had never told the city of Indianapolis or, or anything until now, which is that he regretted the timing of his of his retirement. Most interesting anecdote for you in talking with Andrew? Um, I mean, there's just a lot. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to, to pick one. I think that, like, obviously – when he disappeared and he goes to Holland to try to rehab his shoulder midway through the 2017 season, you know, that was some of the reporting I really found interesting because he was working with this trainer named Willem Kramer and he had known Willem for years through a connection with his dad. But, um, and, and, you know, Willem would come visit him periodically after he hurt his shoulder to massage his shoulder and try to get it ready to go. And finally, like through the 2017 season where Andrew's not playing, Andrew calls him and says, Hey, can you come back and try to get my shoulder in shape so I can try to play this year? And Willem says, no. And Andrew Luck was not used to hearing no from people. And he said, you need to get out of that. You know, you're under too much pressure, too much stress. You need to go somewhere where it's just you, Nicole and your shoulder. And you're working on that. And um, so he goes to Holland, and the very first day he shows up at this PT facility, he tries to do a drill called Snow Angels, where he has to lift a two-and-a-half-pound weight on his back and you know mimic the Snow Angel, and he couldn't do it with his right arm. That's how damaged his right shoulder was. And he's despondent that night, and he just says, you know, I don't know if I can do this. And um, 
it took a while, but what Kramer ended up doing was kind of opening Andrew's eyes and letting him allow himself to believe that he was something more than just a quarterback, that he was actually a person, that he was okay for him to express himself and to share how he feels about things. And it was a real transformational six or seven weeks in Holland. And I think that like that stuff, learning about that transformation, I think was just one of the most fascinating things that I did in the story. Seth, you just touched on this, but I wanted to circle back to it because there is so much, I think in Indianapolis for people, it's not even so much of what Andrew Luck deprived them if you will, because people feel like they have this and, you know, like, hey, we were going to win Super Bowls and whatever else. But the manner in which he did it in terms of the timing, I don't have a problem with that personally. But um, can you elaborate on Andrew Luck's, I guess, retrospective emotion on the time in which he retired? And is did it take him a while to perhaps grasp what that meant to the fan base? Um. You know, it just came together quickly, and um, he, you know he's telling you know teammates the week leading up to um, uh, you know his retirement, and you know again they had planned this ceremony, and then it gets out during the game, and I mean he just felt stuck. The last couple minutes of a preseason game, as we all know, are the longest minutes in sports, and word had gotten out all the cameras on him and he had nowhere to go. He could not do anything. And, um, you know, he ends up rushing off the field into the locker room to tell the team, many of whom didn't know that he was going to walk away. He had told some people, but not everybody. And then, you know, he's rushed up there to give his speech. He goes home that night and, you know, the next morning in the next afternoon, you know, he's kind of like, in a fog, in a cognitive fog. You know, he doesn't know what to do. What's the first day of my life not as a quarterback? What do I do? He tried to put together a crib for, um, you know, their daughter who was on the way. Couldn't figure out where, couldn't find where the screwdriver was in the house because obviously, like, he was always working. He was never putting things together. And finally that afternoon, he stepped in the shower and he just started crying. And I think that the profound unburdening, even if he couldn't quite, describe all of his emotions, I think, really hit him then. Again, it's a must-read. Seth Wickersham is with us right now. Um, ESPN.com, why Andrew Luck, and honestly, more than anything, it really is just kind of a time frame over Andrew Luck's entire career, super introspective and details everything from Luck and his family and those close to him on what he was going through um, in trying to play the game of football. Seth is with us right now. Uh, Do you think he ever ever entertained any thought of coming back not seriously but i think that like it took him a while but i think he finally figured out that you know he missed the game because he had fallen out of love with it and in the process of falling back in love with it took a while it took years but accepting that it's a part of who he is and that he loves it and that you know sports should be part of his life going forward because he didn't know what to do you know he was a stay-at-home dad which he enjoyed doing but he wanted a career and he thought about maybe buying into an MLS team, starting a venture capital fund. Um, he thought about joining Ski Patrol because he, he loves skiing so much. Um, you know, but he ended up like circling back and just thinking that maybe he wants to be a high school football coach. And, um, uh, you know, I think that like, again, the process of like trying to allow football back into his life has been something that, you know, that's taken years. Is there anything he would not answer on the record? 
And he answered everything. In terms of that, did he get into, you know, around here, the whole snowboarding accident that compounded his shoulder injury and his love yeah, of skiing? You talked about it. it didn't. Yeah, it was it was, a, it, you know, it was a it was an unforced error, but it was it didn't mess up his shoulder worse. It kind of added to the problem, like you said, compounded it. But it wasn't something that, like, you know, materially impacted his rehab or anything like that. I think that, like, again, his shoulder wasn't working right. It didn't help, definitely. But it wouldn't have changed the trajectory of his career if he hadn't been at snowboarding. Lastly, Seth, do you feel like in talking to Andrew Luck, is Andrew, and I don't mean this in a snide way at all, do you feel like Andrew Luck now is a guy that is at peace? I think he's getting there. Again, it's like, you know, wanting to, you know, what does he do for the rest of his life? And, you know, is, high, is coaching high school football what, what indeed he wants to do? I, I, I think that that's it, but I don't know. I mean, I think he, he, you know, he's been under so much pressure for so long. And I think that what he wants more than anything is a little bit of space and the ability to uh, pick his profession and his next step without the overwhelming crush of it being Andrew Luck doing something. And we'll see how that plays out. Uh, speaking of high school, by the way, Seth, you went to the same high school as the guy that invented Wikipedia. So did you go to service high school? I did. Yeah. The guy invented Wikipedia? I didn't know this. Yeah, so I was Look wondering, like, did, did you actually use textbooks, or did you guys, were you required to research everything via Wikipedia, which is all-knowing? I had no idea that the founder of Wikipedia is a service high Cougar graduate. <laughs> That's right. Go know, Cougars, Larry, go. Larry Sanger, yeah, Mark Slareth, and yourself, right? All yeah, service rest, Anchorage, Alaska. Rest assured that we use textbooks. However, I can't say that I opened them or made the best use of them at, the, at all the time during my life there. But, um, yeah, I had no idea. Well, I guess on that note, Seth, I will end with this. Um, in five years, will Andrew Luck be – the head football coach of the Breckenridge Broncos and then a ski, you know, instructor in the, you know, January type months. I could see that. I could see that. I mean, I think that also it's not just coaching, it's teaching that I think he has a passion for. Remember his book club. I mean, he's long had a lot of thoughts about, you know, educating young people. And I think that like, that's something that he'll want to do. I mean, again, he's back at Stanford, he's getting his master's in education and I think those are like the the things that he's thinking about in terms of what he wants to do. Hey, lastly, real quick, we got like one minute left, Seth. Did Andrew Luck express any re regret or remorse towards or ill will, I guess, towards Adam Schefter for the timing in which Schefter broke that news? And admittedly, that's Schefter's job. I think he was disappointed that it got out because I think that you know he's someone who often felt that he wasn't in control of a lot of things in his life, but. Um, you know, it's, it, you know, it, it was a huge story and, um, you know, it, it got out when it did. So it didn't, he didn't get to do his retirement as he wanted, which I think he was disappointed about. But um, I think that's, you know, that's it. Seth, outstanding stuff. Uh, I hope Indy treated you well. I assume you've made quite a few stops here over the last year or so. Great, great work. And I uh, appreciate you hopping on on short notice. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it.